a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Post Game Show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim LaCoe. Jazz drop a close one tonight to the Blazers, 116 to 111. Jake Scott, coach Tim LaCoe. Let's go uh, right to it. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Will Hardy. In the NBA to get off a three ball, I don't want to run up and just foul with 26 on the clock. Um, when their best player has it. I thought we did a good job of hitting and getting it out of his hands and sped up Jeremy Grant. And once he got around, uh, I think it was Vando, he took the foul. Um, I thought that one was executed the way that we want to. Congratulations on your first technical. Yeah, it should have been two. I should have gotten thrown out. That play was gross. Um, I'm happy that Jordan's not hurt. Not that it was a dirty play. I don't think that there was any intent for it to be dirty. But when a guy goes up in the air um, and lands on his back going for a dunk, you would hope that that one gets called. But, you know, again, that's life in the NBA. Um, I'll have to rethink my Christmas shopping. Obviously, um, on the last play where Jordan's getting a design call for him and then gets the ball stripped, I guess, what were you looking for in that, in that situation? I was looking for the ball to get exactly where it went, and then instead of him getting stripped, I was hoping that he would get the ball above his head and shoot it. Um, I thought the guys executed it pretty well. They caught Lowry's slip to the corner well. Um, we tried to get Lowry with some momentum downhill and then slip out to the corner. So Kelly had two reads. He had the long pass over the top and Jordan coming back. Um, I thought the guys executed it. Those plays are, you know, those moments, it's hard to get a naked look at the end of the game. Um, Portland guarded it well. But, you know, that's Jordan coming left, right, a shot that he's very good at. Uh, the pass was delivered on target. They made a great defensive play. So, um, you know, you can always look back at little things um, in a game. I thought we had a weird play at 35 seconds where the ball popped out of Lowry's hands and ended up in the backcourt. Um, you know, there's there's just unfortunate moments that can happen late in the game. But, um, you know, when we look back at this game, we'll we'll examine the first half far more than we'll examine those moments at the end. I think we executed the foul the way we wanted to. We executed the last play the way we wanted to. But if you leave yourself in that situation, anything can happen. Um, you know, it's hard to play 
from behind under 30 seconds left in a game. So um, the guys were locked in. They they executed what we wanted to. Um, you know, we just put ourselves way behind the curve, giving up 40 in the first quarter. You, there were a few shots that Simon's made that were pretty tough over mm -hmm. pretty good defense, but what would you have liked to have done better maybe not on those ones? Yeah, I mean, his four of his first threes, the guy guarding him was either at the three-point line or under it. Um, he's a very, very elite scorer, and he can really score in bunches. So um, our pickup points getting into the ball to start were not good. And if you let a, a great scorer like that see three or four go in, you can be at his mercy. Um, there were for sure five or six shots that he made where you just – shake his hand and say hey man you're pretty good um but the ones early helped him get into his rhythm i thought in the second half we did a much better job of making him work really hard he made some tough twos over guys um but those are shots that we're always going to be willing to live with good. thanks guys all right, there you go. That's Jazz head coach Will uh, Will Hardy post game. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe one sixteen to one eleven is your final. Couple things stand out there. Coach uh, said that they did execute the the foul down the stretch the way that he wanted to. I will say that uh, watching it here and watching him on the sideline, it seemed like he was a little more anxious about it than that. But that said, he said they executed that all right. And then obviously. Still extraordinarily upset about the no call where Jordan Clarkson went in for a dunk and basically was clotheslined, which is I can understand why he's upset. Said it should have been two texts, not one. No doubt. Um, and, and I like that it, his first technical was just going to his guy's defense. You know, it wasn't his ego. It, it was a pretty vicious hit. Um, I, I can see where the officials, the, the ball definitely was contacted first, um, but it's just like a play if you follow through. You know, he had basically brought down um, one side and then smashed on top by Nurkic. So it was a pretty, it was a pretty good hit he took. And um, Coach Hardy's going to defend his guys. You can tell that. Well, he should have on that play. I think I, I'm with you. It's it's probably a lot worse when you see it on tape than it really was. And I, and Hardy was very careful to say he didn't think it was an intentional going going to hurt somebody, but it could have. And it certainly was a foul. I mean, you got to call something. No question. And it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's hard. Those plays happen fast. Um, you know, I, I just think that much contact, it shouldn't be. I mean, we see bump fouls all the time and ones on a little bump. I mean, if a guy gets wiped out, you would think there needs to be a foul something. on that play. Yeah. yeah. All right, Jazz led tonight uh, by Jordan Clarkson, who did have 24 points on 10 of 26 shooting. Larry Markinen. Had uh, 21. All five Jazz starters were in the double figures. But uh, you heard Boone talking about it. Jeremy Grant had 33 for the Blazers. And Anthony Simons, 45 points on 25 shots. 15 of 25, 7 of 12 from three. Four assists, two rebounds. Uh, if there is a positive side, the Jazz did slow him down in the second half. If, if um, I'm doing math correctly, he only had 12 points. Right, no, for he sure. He had 33 in the first. I mean, that's probably a good thing. And one thing I've seen with this team, they make great halftime adjustments. When something's hurting them in a game um, at halftime, they, they go in there, they, they get a, a plan around it. And, you know, Coach Skeeter said at halftime it was, it was about awareness of him. And if, if nothing else, maybe the guys got a little bit comfortable and, and he made them pay. 
but I thought second half they did a much better job of being present. All right, Jazz fall tonight to the Blazers, 116 uh, to 111 with that. We will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Wednesday night, a few nights off. The Jazz will host uh, the Golden State Warriors here at Vivint Arena. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got more post-game sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down next. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz post-game show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz post game, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru uh, customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Blazers, 116 to 111. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe will get you some uh, sound from the locker room uh, coming up. But the Jazz just could not execute down the stretch three consecutive turnovers and uh, pretty much sealed the deal for the Blazers, who held on in this one. And I think that's accurate the way to describe it as they, they held on. I, th- I thought a couple of pivotal things, you know, Simon's had a, a, a great night, a rare night, um, one of his best nights, you know, ever, um, probably at any level. And so he, he's, you got to look at that. And and like Coach Hardy said, he made some shots that were like, tip your cap, you know. Um, but I think you learn the lesson. You can you always got to come out and be really present with the game plan, know who the, the top guys are and take them away um, and don't let them get started. The other thing that I think is encouraging, you look at three-point shooting. I mean, Beasley and Clarkson go 2 of 15, um, and the Jazz are in a one-possession game down the stretch um, You know, with all those different things going against them. Uh, and really, to me, that is where we are in the season right now. You can look at so many of the losses. They've been a couple of possessions and a pivotal play. They've put themselves in a position to win, which is what you ask your team to do. And it's just closing games. You know, it's a possession here or there. You think of the one with Lowry, um, Jazz are with him, position, take a lead, throw it out of bounds. You don't ever corral it. That's where you need a guy like Mike. And, you know, these guys are trying their, their tails off. It's not anything they're, you know, not doing. Uh, but it's just that execution piece down the stretch. Well, very uh, evident tonight with the turnovers. I mean, you hang on to the ball on two of those three possessions or whatever, and this could easily have been a Utah Jazz victory. But you turn that ball over and you don't give yourself a chance. Well, Locke, uh, Locke gave us a stat. The Jazz didn't get a shot up in the last minute 30. That's hard. It's hard to score when you don't yeah. shoot. <laughs> and the game's on the line. You know? Exactly. I mean, so that's that's a tough way to lose, but the Jazz certainly were in it. You mentioned the threes. Jazz only 13 of 36 tonight, 36.1%. They were 45% from the field. But if the threes aren't going, I mean, they're going to have a tough time. Yeah, and, and they got great looks. I mean, think about the looks that were right down in and out. Um, I mean, Vanderbilt was four. For, he made four of those in the in four for four. exact same spot almost on the floor. I looked at his shot chart, and it's almost uh, they're, they're definitely definitely touching. So he, he was comfortable from there, made more threes tonight than he had in his entire career before he got here. Pretty crazy. He only had three makes in his entire career before this year. You know what? He doesn't have to make 40% of those. He just has to make enough that that you have to guard him. And he made those shots, and you know what? Portland guarded him for the rest of the game. 
because Nurkic was just turning his back on him and he was just burying him, <laughs> and then Nurk had to get out and guard him. And you know how you go from a, a not respected shooter to being a good shooter in the NBA? It's probably about 10 threes. In all honesty, like you go through a period and a guy, he dings you like he did tonight a couple times. Um, next time on the scouting report, you're closing down the gap a little bit, and that's good for everybody, right? That opens up the offense. Yep. And we'll open up a ton of things for Jared Vanderbilt, who's so active. And that's probably the the one drawback to his game offensively, of course, is range. And you know what? He doesn't have to be hitting above the break threes either. I mean, that corner three will do just fine. Uh, yeah, it's great when he's he's the extra guy. You know, they've run out of defenders, and his guy's kind of clogging up the paint. You kick it to him in the corner, he makes a couple, it breaks your heart. you got to get out to him. But you're right. One of nine for Clarkson from three tonight, one of six from Beasley. And and to your point, one of Beasley's was just all alone in the in the corner. He just he had time to gather. Everybody was looking oh, at it. You. And, and, you know, just had a tough night. So uh, he finished the game with three points, one of six from three, one of nine from the field. So not uh, one of these stronger efforts that we've seen from Beasley. Uh, and in fact, the Jazz didn't get uh, the help off the bench they're used to getting either. Uh, they were led by Walker Kessler, who ate eight points, eight boards, three blocks in 17 minutes. So that continues to not be bad. But they only got three points from Fontecchio, who got the rotation minutes tonight. We mentioned three from Beasley and only two from Taylor Horton Tucker. Yeah, and you know the crazy part is the the Trailblazers only got 12 points off their bench. But then you look at what Simons did. He made more than made up for that. You know, he's well above his average. So it is a, it's an interesting game. Um, but, you know, the way I boxed this one up, the Jazz played great, you know, played up, through, played great in spots, tough through spots, but right there on the, the doorstep to win it and just couldn't execute down yeah. the stretch. That's it. And there's not uh, too much difference between what happened tonight and a W. It's specifically just using those turnovers as an example again. You make the offense work a little bit, get a couple of better looks, and this is a different game. And, you know, they had had such a good turnover night, too. I mean, they only had eight going into that last minute. <laughs> so it, it, it is. It's, it, what, it's what keeps you up at night as a coach because through the majority of that game, they, they got what they wanted. Um, didn't always execute because shots weren't going in particularly from Beasley and Clarkson. Um, but I, I love the grit and fight and the way that they put themselves in a position to win every night. All right, your final. The Jazz fall to the Blazers tonight, 116-111. to 111. Let's check out your Master of the Glass pre, uh, presented by Safe Light Auto Glass. Proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Coach, tonight's Master of the Glass for the Jazz, anyway. Uh, is Kelly Olenek, who had nine rebounds to go along with his 15 points. Kelly also had six assists, which was uh, a team high. The Jazz were out-rebounded 49-44. to Let's see here. For uh, for the Blazers, Yusuf Nurkic had 14 rebounds, as did Trendon Watford. So uh, those two were dominant on the boards. I mean, Nurkic is a good example. The Jazz just don't have anybody anywhere near as big as that guy. Man, and it will take, you know, they talk about double-team blocking in football. It'll take three guys to neutralize him. you got to put two to kind of not allow him to just do what he wants and the third just to clean, clean it up. So uh, he's a, he has a huge advantage, and obviously they played to that with his five offensive rebounds tonight. 
Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll get you sound from the players coming up next. You're listening to the Utah Jazz Postgame. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. And Utah Jazz Basketball. Running hook, blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Oh, my! Jazz Postgame. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall to the Blazers, 116-111 to 111 postgame. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, .com. Uh, Jazz uh, fall just a little bit short tonight. Give up uh, big nights to uh, Jeremy Grant and Anthony Simons. Simons with 45 points on 15 to 25 shooting, 7 of 12. He had four assists. And uh, Jeremy Grant, who you and I both like, uh, 33 points and five assists. I'll tell you something with Simons. The, the, the Blazers struggled last year, no doubt, dealing with injury issues. Uh, certainly Damian Lillard and uh, Simons, man, he went from, you know, a, a good role player in the league. I mean, I don't think, you know, Simons has ever been, uh, you know, uh, uh, lacking by any means, but went from a good role player in the league and then was able to really take the next step by having that opportunity. If they could mix that and add Lillard back in with Simons and Grant, you know, that's, I don't know if I'm picking Portland to win the West at any point, but that's not a bad little big three. It's not at all. Um, you know, Grant to me is a guy who, you know, you talk about self-made, you know, got to the league. And, and I think there's a lot of guys that get to an opportunity to get to the league and get where Jeremy got. But then he just, you know, he, he wasn't content, continued to work. We saw him early on and just the way he guarded his presence, his, his I, I call it like awareness of the score, you know, guy that wanted to win as opposed to just go out there and put up numbers. That that shines through. So he and Lillard, you add um, Simons into that. I've actually heard on a podcast, it was uh, prepping for a, this Portland team last time, but locked on Blazers, they were talking about those three guys being perhaps the best best three, big three in the game right now. And I was thinking, wait, I haven't seen Simons do enough. Um, but lo and behold, second time we see him, he kind of shows me that Maybe that's that could be a thing, you know, with those guys fully healthy. I like it that he only took twenty five shots. That's he, pretty amazing. He he has a really effortless shot. His, you know, one thing I noticed about him, you see, guys sometimes really have to jump to to shoot it. It seems to me he's just always kind of in a flow and rhythm, and his balance is is terrific. Um, you know, it. it leads to guys that can really shoot it if he doesn't have to exert a lot and you know you're always on balance it seems like that's the way he he it's the way he looked tonight the blazers overall shot 48 percent from the field they were 10 of 25 from three 40 percent from there but you know when they're big players jeremy grant 10 of 18 two of five from three 11 of 14 from the line 33 points 
Simons, as we mentioned, 15 of 25, 7 of 12 from 3, 8 of 8 at the line. And then Nurkic was 6 of 12, so he shot 50%. So when those three are, are making it at that kind of clip, Portland is going to be uh, formidable, no doubt. And as we've mentioned a couple times, the Jazz were right in this thing until the end. So uh, got got a couple of stops, got a couple of boards down the stretch, and then the turnovers are what got them this time as opposed to the offensive rebounds against Phoenix when they were almost in the exact same situation. But uh, once again, came up short. Yeah, look, there's always going to be adversity. You know, every night it's going to be something different. You know, you can't get a guy stopped. Um, you know, you're you're not efficient with the basketball but all, through all that, through all those things we've seen that thus far this year, this team, uh, the most consistent thing I would say about it is its competitive spirit and its ability to to rally from whatever the situation is. Um, and and I, I think that that is such a great trait. You know, you talk about developing this new culture here in Utah um, and, and with Will Hardy. What a great way to start um, by, with a team that just absolutely plays its heart out to win uh, through everything. You know, the tough part about those turnovers at the end, the Jazz only had 12 total turnovers on the game. I mean, that is not a bad number. And to have nine going into basically the last 90 seconds and to get to three turnovers, that is that is rough. Those Three out of those 12 came at just the worst time possible. I mean, it's in the top 10% of, of performances on the year, according to cleaning the glass, you know, taking care of the basketball. So to your point, yeah, on a night where turnovers weren't the thing, um, and really, offensive rebounds weren't the thing. No. Uh, you know, it really was the Jazz inability to kind of get Simons accounted for uh, and put enough pressure on him. I think that freed everybody else up. And then, you know, down the stretch, just executing. But Locke's per, uh, percentages he threw out, when Conley's out there 11% of the time, you know, uh, you're going to, you know, have a, a, a decent outcome in this situation. Um, the Jazz are turning it over about 30% of the time, and that's difficult, man. It's a, you know, you're definitely playing with fire. You get to a game with a couple possessions, and you can't execute. Time for the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A, earn the rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight from the line, the Jazz were 22 of 28 which uh, still took a bunch of free throws, Coach. Lowry Markinen was 9 of 9 to lead the way. Uh, the Blazers took 31 free throws. They were 24 of 31. Jeremy Grant was 11 of 14, and then Simons was 8 of 8. So Blazers going to the line a lot, and something that uh, you talked about uh, in the pregame show, the Jazz went to the line a lot, uh, made uh, 22 of 28. So not quite what last night's foul fest was, but uh, a lot of whistles in this one too. Yeah, and I thought that, you know, the, the Jazz probably got baited a little bit looking at the shot chart. They shot way more from mid-range tonight than they typically do. Um, I actually sat through a, a film session this morning with Long Beach State. They were in town playing UVU, and they were talking about not letting Utah Valley dictate to them where their shots come from, and they used the term, don't take the cheese, you know. Um, and it looks like tonight... That's one thing I would say that Portland probably did. They made the Jazz play more in that mid-range. The Jazz took, um, you know, a lot of shots in that mid-range tonight. I think they were total um, twenty-seven for twenty-four from mid-range. So uh, a lot more shots than typical. And so, you know, credit to Portland with their defensive game plan there too. 
Uh, it seemed like Colin Sexton got caught up in the mid-range uh, a little bit, although he was 6 of 11 tonight. But one number jumping out to me from his box score, zero assists tonight for Colin, which is not uh, what we've seen from him the last few games. Yeah, he got playing a little fast tonight, I thought. Um, and it, you know, credit again Portland perhaps with a little bit more pressure um, and, and a little bit more length on him. But, yeah, he seemed a little bit sped up. And when you get sped up, you don't see as well, and you re- you kind of revert back to what you know, um, which in his situation is you know get a shot, um, but oftentimes opportunity to find somebody. Uh, we have a, a little update. We heard from uh, Will Hardy during his post game, who talked about the technical foul he picked up after the hard foul on Jordan Clarkson. And if you see the video out there, it certainly looks like a a hard foul. You can understand why Will Hardy was upset. In fact, coach said he thought he deserved two technical fouls, not just one. But the update to the story, Jazz owner Ryan Smith has tweeted out that he will be covering the fine on this one. As uh, Ryan Smith, uh, a little perturbed at the lack of a call there as well. I mean, you would be. I mean, Clarkson's pretty important to this team. We'll see what losing one of the leaders has done uh, to a team that was really kind of sailing down the track. So, yeah, you got to protect your people. And I think that Ryan will always err on the side of that. I was just worried about Coach Hardy's Christmas shopping because he said that uh, that was going to be affected by the fine he picked up there. So now he's good. So now Coach Hardy's kids, uh, you know, are going to get the, uh, you know, whatever is number one on the list. And, and, that's important this time of year. I mean, the most important thing is for the kids. You make sure the kids have a good experience, right? Yeah, man, isn't that true? As a guy with two young children who is likes Christmas but doesn't love Christmas, it does make it better. And it don't children. last forever, man. I'm here to tell you. All right. It goes pretty quick. Uh, but, no, uh, apparently Ryan Smith going to be covering the fine on that one. Everybody a little perturbed. Again, you know, flagrant foul. All right. You know, I don't know. Maybe you could. He got ball first. Maybe there's. You know, that's. Uh, he wasn't intentionally trying to hurt anybody. I don't think. But there's got to be at least a foul there, like a foul foul. And it's just too coincidental. A like, whistle of some sort. Uh, yeah, put a whistle on it, please. Well, you stop the play. It's so disrespectful when five guys, three guys, go to the floor, and you know, one landing upon the other that was attempting to shoot the basketball. So something had to have happened. Go ahead and put a whistle on it. Let's discuss it. But it's so frustrating when you don't even put a whistle on it. Now, we don't have too many Ward Ball references, uh, and uh, I haven't played Ward Ball in quite some time, but that, <laughs> that feels to me like a Ward Ball thing. You know, three three bodies strewn about the ground. Somebody lands on their back, and, you know, Brother Lacombe says, Ah, play on, everyone. No harm, no foul. Keep going. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the Ward Ball thing, that whole thing is a whole nother culture. Oh, it's great. Ooh. I love Ward Ball. Let it rip. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, let them let them play. They let them play in those gyms. Hey, they're just volunteering. Yeah. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> that seemed like a like a, a rough foul to to let it go. We're glad, honestly, glad Jordan Clarkson's okay because you can't get hurt on those sorts of plays. He was essentially clotheslined, and. Uh, then landed on his back, and then I think it was Nurkic landed on him, right? So, yes. Yeah, glad. Was, he was getting. It was a big pile. Pile. Pile drive. But there you go. So uh, the foul shots did prove to be uh, important, and the Blazers took a lot of them, and the Jazz actually took a lot of them, but should have gotten two more on that particular play, I would say. I, that is something we can agree on for sure. I'm in the same camp. 
Yeah, but now Coach Hardy didn't have to cover the fine, so that's nice. All right, uh, it is Jazz Post Game. Uh, we are kind of uh, treading water a little bit because usually we get to player availability uh, around now, actually a little before now, and it's taking a little longer for the players to come out. So we will take a break here. Jamil, is that all right? I'm getting the nod from uh, from the executive producer there that we're all right. My arms are getting tired from rowing over Take here. a break. <laughs> Treading like it's water polo over here. Uh, we will hopefully have some, have some player sound for you coming up right around the corner. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. 116-111 is your final jazz fall to the Blazers. More straight ahead. You're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. The outcome is in the books. Let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Jazz post game one sixteen to one eleven is your final Jazz fall to the Blazers post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. We're still hoping to hear from uh, some players at the podium when they are made available. So stay tuned for that. Coach at the half, we talked about the Jazz defense or uh, lack thereof. The Jazz had given up uh, what sixty nine points at halftime. Well, the defense did get uh, dialed in in the second half, uh, 23 points in the third quarter, 24 in the fourth. But let's get down to hear from Jared Vanderbilt, shall we? Um, I mean, it really matters to me. I feel like when I'm open, I'm going to just shoot the ball. And, you know, uh, you know, I've been working on it, so, and I'm, you know, living with the results. What was the defensive play- game plan coming into the game? You know, obviously you guys gave up 40 in the first, and then how did that change throughout the game? <clears throat> Um, just start being more physical, more aggressive, and uh, kind of being up the floor a little more. I think we kind of started in that drop, and we were kind of lower down the floor. So uh, that second half, we tried to just up the pressure and, you know, uh, pick up a little higher and be up on higher on pick and rolls and stuff. So um, I feel like we did a better job in the second half. Obviously, you've been in the league a bunch of years now. You've seen your share of, like, crazy performances from mm-hmm. guys going off. When you see some of the shots that Simons is hitting tonight, like, do you stop and be like, man, that guy's got it going? Yeah, he definitely had it going. You know, he hit some tough shots, hit some great shots. But uh, like I said, when you give a guy that rhythm that early, you know, he was able to see the, the ball go through early in the game. And he kind of, at that point, he was kind of just, you know, shooting in the ocean at that point. Cause, so, uh, uh, you know, we got to do a better job of, you know, getting guys from the start and showing them more bodies early in the game uh, so he won't feel as comfortable. But, you know, credit to him. He made some tough shots, made some great shots, and, uh, you know, he played the hell of a game. What did you see on the play where J.C. was going up for the dunk and got clobbered and there was a no call? Um, I thought he got fouled. Um, simple as that. I mean, it was a strong take. I, I thought he got fouled. You know, obviously, you know, officials missed the call, but um, I feel like that was a big play in the game for us. You know, Jared, I thought he got fouled too. I think most people uh, thought he got fouled. As that clip actually now is uh, is going viral on the internet. Uh, but Jared Vanderbilt, sixteen points tonight, seven boards, four assists, two steals. 
Uh, but you're talking about the threes. That was uh, the most impressive part of his game tonight. Four for four from three. Six of eight from the field, but uh, four of four from downtown. And, man, it'll make a big difference to spreading the floor if he can uh, maybe not have more nights like that because he was perfect tonight from three. But uh, if he can knock those down, that's going to make a big difference. He's such a, a fun player to have on your team. Uh, I think his energy, right, his his the way he attacks the glass, um, shares the ball, does whatever he has to do. He had four assists, only one turnover. His, his assists this year have really been the most impressive thing to me overall. I, I knew he was a, a great rebounder and really active. Um, but you're talking about a guy who went to Kentucky, was really highly recruited. Um, he's a guy that can find a stroke from out there, and there's been plenty of guys who – couldn't shoot the three, um, and kind of made the three their thing. Um, you know, I think about Lopez. You know, we've talked about uh, that. Brooke, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not that he couldn't shoot it, but it just, you know, that's not where he hung his hat. But the game changed, and he he also altered, you know, and, and added to his game. So something that, just keep your eye on. This is a very, very good player that's got ability to do all the things you need to do in basketball. Shooting the ball, maybe something that comes along from three and, Man, makes him a whole totally different player. Let's not forget about uh, our guy, Paul Millsap. Yeah, exactly. Who turned himself into a fine uh, three-point shooter throughout his career. Specifically when he got to the Hawks, but, uh, he, you know, he started to do it a little bit here with the Jazz, just a different type of system. But I, I admire players that uh, are able to do that. And, and um, the example that comes to mind, you know, Giannis isn't hitting threes at a crazy clip, but he'll take them. And if he ever gets up in the high 30s, man, he'll be unstoppable. I I admire players that have, uh, I don't know, the guts to change their game a little bit, put themselves out there, take those shots, and good for Vanderbilt for knocking them down. And it's so important to take them in games. You know, you can you can do all the workout stuff, but it's just it's totally different. The feeling, the spacing, um, you know, the the magnitude of each shot, and that's what I like a lot about what I'm seeing. He's a guy who had not had much success from three, and now he's you know he's getting an opportunity and he's knocking them in. All right, back down we go. Let's hear from Jordan Clarkson. When something like that happens, like what is it kind of an emotional reaction, and and what's your communication like with the refs and like you know the guy who is closest, or you know who who do you talk to and how do you kind of balance that? I guess. Um. At that point, I just kind of was just like super upset. Um, there's a guy that was uh, covering the baseline a lot uh, this game. Um, he was covering the baseline on, you know, my corner three shot where I don't have room to land. Guy hits my arm. Uh, top of the key ref when um, Ant Simons has the ball at the end of the game. Um, he's the bottom ref when, you know, I go to the lane and that stuff happens. Uh, I don't know. Other refs that were out there weren't trying to step on nobody's toes or do that either. So um, great communications with them. Um, you know, like I said, it's part of the game. But at the end of the day, we left it in the refs' hands kind of to make those decisions. Um they don't call fouls. They don't call those fouls. And then at the end of the game, you get a cheap one with, you know, 35, 36 seconds left when we up one. When you're playing aggressive defense and they pushing off and doing the same things that, you know, what 
basically playoff basketball is. Um, but it's the regular season. Everybody's learning. Everybody's, uh, you know, getting to it. But at the same time, you get upset because we out here working. Um, they don't got to deal with all the other outside stuff. They don't get fined. They don't. Nothing happens to them when they miss calls and uh, change the situations of the game. But like I said, we all in this game together. Uh, we come here. We come to work just like they come to work. They lace up their shoes. They make mistakes. I make mistakes. Everybody make mistakes down the line. But you know, at some point, they got to be held accountable. I got. I, I get held accountable for you know missed shots, turnovers, late game situations, everything. But. Uh, I mean, in that instance, I think, you know, we all just got to be held accountable. I talked to the ref after the game, just told him, and maybe you're going to have to look at this film. There was a lot of mistakes out there, just like somebody would come up and tell me. So, um, yeah, all, we all have jobs, and, you know, we all part of this game. It's part of the game of love and everything. Is it tough when it's a new ref and, like, you don't have a relationship with him or, you know, have a team? Oh, no, nah, like – I'm cool with every ref. Like I said, I understand the part. I understand part of the game. Every every piece down the line. Like I, I have no hatred toward anybody. <laughs> like uh, it's part of the game. It's cool. You made a mistake. We all make mistakes. Wake up, do the next play. But uh, it's just tough when you lose a game like that. When you know you're supposed to uh, uh, close that out, finish it. Um, just a few mistakes from us at the end of the game too. Uh, it was a great play by Anthony Simons, like swiping down. Thought he was going to contest up at the end. We still had a chance to, you know, tie the game and win as well. Speaking of Simons, obviously he had a really incredible first quarter. What did you guys need to do better on him defensively that you did kind of tighten up during the game? Um, just kind of pressuring the ball. I think we gave him a lot of space in the beginning. I mean, 23 points in the first quarter is, is insane. You know, it's, had some uh, games like that, you know, down his 82, but um, there was a lot of space. He uh, was knocking down shots. I think second half, we kind of got more aggressive, but I think in the first half, you kind of expect that coming on back-to-back, even though we at home. Um, whatever it is, like I said, we fought through it, got to the point in the game where it was winning time, we go up one. Uh, foul, whatever happens, turnover. Uh, and just didn't finish the game at the end. Did they give you an explanation at any point for what they thought happened on that play, why they didn't call a foul? Um, no. I mean, that could easily been bad while landed different and, you know, kind of fuck my stuff up. Um, but, hey, it's part of it. I mean, even if they did call a foul and I land like that or whatever it is, Shit, still on me. But at the same time, they're supposed to protect the players, protect us while we're on the floor in between the lines, while we playing hard, while they're doing their job. So it is a little frustrating, but, you know, I have nothing against nobody. and uh, It's all love and, you know, just hope. Um, tighten up all through the everything. You know, they tighten up on us just with everything, period. What we say, can't react to calls. Guys can't even come on the court uh, to celebrate no more. <laughs> like through the whole line, we get we get we getting fined or whatever. Like even if I say something up here without my language, whatever word player that I'm giving right now, out of line, it's gonna it can it could cost me a fine. But where they where they mistakes, where they it's nothing there. But at the same time, it's all good. We here working. Uh, wash that out. 
we got three days, get healthy, uh, come back, try to win these games at home. How important are these next three days, considering how very little time you've had in between games or travel this season? Um, it's big time. I think uh, us being at home, being able to be in our facilities, uh, you know, work with the training staff, get everybody right, um, and then ready to lace up. It's big time for us, talking <laughs> about time. Big time for y'all, too. Y'all get some rest, man. We got to catch all them flights in the morning and stuff, man. That'll be easy, man. Peace, y'all. All right, thanks. See you later. All right, there's Jordan Clarkson, who uh, took a very, um, what am I looking for? Mature take on that hard foul and uh, his uh, lack of agreement with the officials. And a lot of things he made it sound like that they uh, – that happened out there tonight. But I, I love it that he said he, he caught up with him after the game. He had a conversation with the officials and, you know, it said uh, that they make mistakes just like he makes mistakes and uh, part of the game. Um, you know, that kind of thinly veiled uh, the fact that you could tell he was perturbed about it and that he mentioned he could have gotten hurt on that play. But I thought that was a pretty mature answer for him, actually. Yeah, and diplomatic, you know, very diplomatic. He did say, and that's something I've preached forever, I would love to see it actually implemented. But, you know, we had a ref tonight, Tony Brothers, who was suspended earlier this month for, um, you know, cursing out a player and using derogatory language. Um, I I like to see that a guy, you know, look, they're going to make mistakes, right? They're going to lose their heads sometimes. They're human beings. Um, But I think that... That, uh, I don't know, accountability is what I'm looking for. That they're held to a higher standard and that everybody knows what that standard is. They can go do their two minute report and they could have blown every call in the two minute report and they get on their flight and you see them the next night and they're getting their check and they're not answering any questions about the night before ever again. Um, and that's the life, you know, they live in this protected box. So, hey, they want to be part of the game. Let's bring them out have them be a part of it and, and have accountability. And I thought that was something Jordan said in a, in a good way there, uh, something I've always believed in. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruWiz.com. Jazz fall tonight to the Blazers, 116-111. to 111. We'll wrap this puppy up. Give Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before a three-day break. How about that for you? Man, the schedule has been uh, <laughs> a bit of a slog. And now to have three days off, I don't know what we're going to do with ourselves, Coach. Uh, but 116-111 is your final. We're, uh, you're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Blocked it! The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my! Blazers had a few nights off. Swing to Vando. Nurkic doesn't even look at him. Turns his back on him. And Vando says, well, look at that go through the hoop. A three from Vando. He hit four of those tonight, in fact. Did he actually say that? Yeah. No, Jamil, did he he actually say, because it went through the hoop? Look at that go through the hoop. No, I'm saying, did Vando say that? He should have. Hey, That's our dude, David Locke, and your uh, Play the Game, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you, Vanderbilt. Finished tonight four for four from three. And Nurkic was being disrespectful by turning his back like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. 
it's one thing to not even like move out of the paint. It's another to turn around before the ball's even shot. And I hope uh, I hope Nurk enjoyed watching all four of those go right through the basket. <laughs> Man, they didn't deviate. Just waka. I mean, it was like a plot on a map. They're all right there too. Good shots. Jazz fall tonight, one sixteen to one eleven to the Blazers. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. And the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. If you uh, are just joining us tonight, the Jazz were led by Jordan Clarkson's 24 points, 10 of 26 shooting. He had five boards and three assists. Uh, Jazz got 21 from Lowry Markinen, 4 of 10 shooting, 4 of 6 from 3, 9 of 9 at the line. He had six boards and two assists. He also had three steals and a block. Uh, he also had five turnovers and a couple of uh, rough turnovers in the clutch that uh, led to the Jazz uh, falling in this one or falling just a bit short. Uh, Colin Sexton with 19 points tonight on 6 of 11 shooting. Jared Vanderbilt, we were talking about his threes, 4 of 4 from 3, 16 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals for uh, Jared Vanderbilt. And then uh, Walker Kessler with another solid performance, 8 points off the bench in 17 minutes, 8 rebounds, and 3 Block shots. But for the Blazers, they got two big-time performances. Uh, no Damian Lillard, but they did have Anthony Simons. Uh, 15 of 25 shooting in 41 minutes. 7 of 12 from 3. 8 of 8 at the line. 45 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds. He also had two blocks and a steal. Uh, Jeremy Grant, 10 of 18, shooting 2 of 5 from 3. 11 of 14 from the line. 33 points. And then Yusuf Nurkic had 15 to go along with uh, 14 rebounds. But it was those three dudes, those three guys beat the Jazz tonight. And uh, two of those performances from Grant and Simons, really something else. Yeah, it was, um, you know, Simons had a great night. As you said, it was very efficient, very, I'm telling you, it was a quiet 45. You know, he, he certainly had a big-time first half. Um, but the Jazz figured out a way to to keep more aware of him in the second half get to him a little closer and uh, only giving up 12. But as a team, you know, Portland down a couple guys, obviously down a really big piece in Damian Lillard, fought like crazy, and, um, you know, those two guys really kind of carried him to victory. Tell you what, if Portland gets it figured out, they're, they're definitely a playoff team. I wouldn't have said that before the year, but I think Grant's a good fit. Lillard's Lillard, and Simons has taken the next step. I don't know if they have the depth. Maybe that's... What I'm ignoring, but those those players uh, have potential to have Portland again. I don't know if I'd throw them in the contending mix per se, but certainly battling in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you look at the West right now. I mean, it's there's a lot of teams kind of right there on the edge, um, and, and I think this team, the Trailblazers, have been through a rough stretch, but they've kind of found some some new things, and I think you know Simons has probably really benefited from. Um, his time to just you know be the be the guy primary ball handler and the guy out there making plays you know as as much as you lose games you gain a bunch in growth um so yeah they are they're intriguing and and definitely a surprise from what i thought coming into the season portland would be all right coach let's get a few final thoughts from you on this one before we uh, take a few nights off and turn the page to the defending champs i think you know i think this season we've learned there's going to be some you know, a lot of lessons to learn, but there's going to be a lot of little pivotal pieces of the season. I thought this week was important to the Jazz. You know, they got off of losing that losing streak, and they were able to win the game against the Clippers, um, back that up with a win last night against the Pacers. And, you know, to me, tonight, they, they it didn't 
go 100% their way on a lot of respects, but the constant with this team, they fight. And it was down to a couple possessions. That continues to be the thing down the stretch. Um, you know, got to have guys out there looking to make plays for others. You mentioned Sexton, zero assists tonight. Uh, we've seen him make plays where he has nights with assists. So you take a couple steps forward, a couple steps backward. But I think as a, as a whole, the team grew this week. All right, we want to say a big thanks to everybody who participated in the broadcast tonight. David Locke and Ron Boone, of course, uh, the broadcast assistants that uh, helped us out. We thank them. Thanks to uh, Jameel Hawkins. Great work from Jameel producing tonight. Uh, thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Uh, the next up, our next broadcast is uh, coming your way on Wednesday night. The Jazz will welcome the Golden State Warriors to town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. But the Jazz fall tonight to the Blazers, 116-111. to 111. Thanks for listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.